Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. It's time for Star Wars Sessions. Guys, punch it. Yeah, good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is the subject, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan, buddy out there, the fearless leader of Inferno Squad, Blyden Versio himself. <laughs> Blyden Versio! <laughs> Well, I was wondering, I was wondering all week what it was going to be, Blood and Versa. I just had it to let it sink in there. Um, yeah, how are you, mate? You good? Uh, I'm very good. I apologise if we're out there. I had the sheer temerity of having a week off last week, so apologies for making you all wait for another week. But uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Well, I've been enjoying the bank holiday sun. I, I, I had a McDonald's on Sunday, which actually wasn't as horrible as I remember them being. So uh, it hasn't been a bad oh. weekend, apart from going back to work. But how about yourself? Yeah. Well, listen, we we had a lovely long weekend here in Britain, a four-day weekend. Wow, tasty. But we're back to work today. Oh, no. Um, but it's all good fun and games because I get to come home and I get to shoot the galactic breeze with Jabba the Hud. Yes, and this is, this is the work we enjoy doing. And we uh, we released a show a couple of weeks ago where we immediately discussed the Rise of Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, like hours after it had been released. Um, and thank you all for listening to that. That's out there now to listen to. But for this episode, we're going to be celebrating celebration. The biggest party of the year is over. Over there in Chicago, McCormick Place is now empty and soulless. You've got the memories of thousands of Star Wars fans left behind. But we're going to talk about the major moments, the panels, and our memories of that event. We may not have been there in person, but we were there in spirit like all of these Star Wars fans out there who couldn't make it to to the event. So we we know that the major of panel was the Episode 9 panel. It was then called the Episode 9 panel. We've now got a title. But uh, like I said, our, our reaction is up. Go and check that out. But we're going to talk about the trailer. Now we've had a few weeks to sort of marinate with it. And also our thoughts on the panel. So I'm going to... Let's start off with Blyden because... Uh, I like hearing Blind and talk. So about about the panel, firstly, good panel. After all the wait, was it a good panel? I I think it was a phenomenal panel. Um, I think what really what made it phenomenal was the trailer, right? Because it's so it's so good, it's so fantastic. <laughs> but we'll get to that. I mean, when it came to the actual interviews and stuff, you know, we didn't get that much juice. Really, it was kind of like the, the, the characters or the actors, sorry, went up there. They looked fantastic. Um, they asked some questions, you know, pretty um, obvious questions. <laughs> yeah. um, they couldn't say, right? Because even with The Last Jedi, we, we had the title. So everyone was going, who's The Last Jedi? Who's The Last Jedi? You know, they could bounce off the title. They could bounce off what we already knew. Um, with this... We didn't have much to work with, and and I, I think you could kind of tell. Um, but regardless, watching it live on uh, the live stream, oh my word, it was so – there was so much suspense. You know, you could really 
you could almost feel what it was like in the room. Yes. It was incredible. You know, so that's why I'm saying it was phenomenal because it was just the excitement, the, the joy of seeing everything and, you know, JJ up there with Kathleen and all the actors and everything. And it, it was just so exciting. And, and the new cast too. Naomi Aki was awesome to see. It was great. It was really cool. She looks full of life and I can't wait. To... I enjoyed the panel, yeah. It was a bit like waiting for your presents on your birthday, well, I think. Well, like when you're a kid, you've got, um, you're sitting there as a kid, your family turn up, you know, they all come around. They've got the presents in the bag, but you can't see them. They t- they start chatting with each other, but you just want the good stuff at the end of it. Um, and yeah, like you said, everything, everyone's very coy about what they could say. They share the images that were shared. They looked awesome, like the costumes and the on-set pictures. They were wicked. But yeah, as for the cast, Anthony Daniels, God, he he hammed the stage up. He you can tell he loves being in front of an audience, and that's he, he's never changed from that. But when he shouted, I think he shouted something like "The droid strike strikes back." I couldn't help but think of that leaked poster we spoke about with three PO and the bowcaster. <laughs> Rambo C3PO. That's it. Ram- <laughs> See, I can't even think of a word for that. Um, Billy <laughs> D looked so pleased to be up there. Um, and when he said, oh, it wasn't hard to get back into Lando. Lando never left me. I was like, yes, Billy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also when he, uh, when he was talking about how everybody blames him for what happened to Han Solo, the fact that he cut a deal with the Empire and Darth Vader, and he's just like, did anyone die? Billy D made it for me. I think my 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 favorite quote of it was actually Daisy Ridley when she was talking about Adam Driver and just sort of accidentally said Adam is a big man and had to, and everybody on the set was just sitting there side eyeing each other like what well, how do where do we go from here? But um yeah, we were waiting for that final bit. We were waiting for JJ to basically stand up and say enough chat. Here's what you've been waiting for and. I mean, we've yeah. had we've had what two weeks now, is it, to think about it? And we were yeah, both very yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke smashed a plate uh, well, during yeah. our reaction. He was so excited. Yeah, I was walking all over the place. He, he was breathless. He ran a marathon almost in the yeah. like, thirty-nine minutes. Oh yeah, I in. was. Yeah, mate, I ran up to Scotland by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Mental. He, he's half the man he was. He lost so much weight. But um, <laughs> so you've had two, two, we've had two weeks. I'm guessing you still think it's as good as you did, but. Now we've yeah. had two weeks to kind of deconstruct it. What what moments are like the moments for you from that trailer? Yeah, so it's it's sunk in for me. It's sunk in a lot more. Um, I've watched a lot of reactions, which has been lovely. Um, it's been great seeing the Star Wars community react to this too. I feel like we're in a similar place right now to where we were, you know, almost before the Force Awakens. You know, there's this feeling of anything could happen. Yeah. Um, and and the and the trailer did teaser more like, you know, did an amazing job, an amazing at giving us enough to 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 get an idea of where we're going, but raising so many questions. You know, JJ Abrams, isn't it? Yeah, the mystery box. Yeah, he's he's that dude is such a cool guy. He's a really nice guy, very likable. He doesn't give too much away. Um, and, and I think the trailer's phenomenal. I, I watch it. I mean, now, I, I was at a point where I was watching it, like, at least every day a couple of times, right? Now I watch it every, like, few days, maybe once every two days or something. I'll give it a watch or whatever. And it's so good. It looks so pretty. It looks so pretty. The 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 Everything from, like, the costume, John Boyega's costume yeah. to... They're just visually, it looks beautiful. Looks so nice. Really, really happy with it. And the title, 
the blue text. Oh, bum, 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 bum. theme blaring out. Straight up gorgeous. Love it. And the music as well was, I love it. I watched it again yesterday because, like Luke, I watched it a few times. But the music, when, when Leia's theme just starts, you know, blares out, just, just turns, becomes even more epic. It's, it's the perfect music for that trailer. I love, I love, I love the use of that theme and the way it swells and then it stops and you get the cat, you get the cackle and then it sort of descends in, and it ends oh. with the title and Kylo Ren's motif and this really sort of dark, sounding uh, song after all of the uplift that you've just had. I love it. I mean, you've got the flip. Daisy Ridley's flip. I love that. And yeah. I want to know, where, where is Kylo Ren when he's taken down that guy, you know, when he's chokeslamming that guy, whatever he's doing? It's like this yeah. red background and the trees. That looks awesome. And what's what's he doing? I want to know more about the Death Star wreckage. But what I really like, though, is um, Master Blywalker, Luke Skywalker's voiceover. He's only... What, what the trailer's what two and a half minutes long maybe, and Luke Skywalker narrates mm. the whole thing. But he's only got a few sentences, and it's it just takes me back when he says, um, "He says we've passed and all we know. A thousand generations lives in you." And of course, I go straight back to Obi Wan and A New Hope when he says, yeah. "For over a thousand generations, a Jedi Knights with a guide is a peace." Blah blah, and I think, wow. So all of that history which Obi Wan mentioned, Luke's now mentioned it, and it's now, he says it now lives in you and. This is your fight. We'll always be here with you. Who's we? Who's we? No one's mm. ever really gone. Mm. And then, of course, you get Palpatine kind of then jumps on board that line. But it's Luke's voiceover, mm. which is just epic with the music. And even now, two weeks later, I still fanboy over it. Um, oh, it's tremendous. I just it hope really the film is was as good as the trailer is. And I'm sure it will be. But for now, there, that trailer is something else. And the music. It oh, really is. Gushing. It really is. The music is phenomenal. I mean, we could we could talk. I think we could talk for hours and hours and hours about the trailer and probably, you know, do a few full circles, go back and forth and maybe change our minds on things and change each other's minds on things, you know. Not not that we, you know, fundamentally disagree on anything, but, you know, there's there's so much to take away from that and it kind of makes your imagination go crazy a little bit, which is nice. It's a nice feeling. And that's what you want. Yeah, really good, really good. And and Palpatine, Palpatine being that, you mentioned that, you know, how could... (laughs) Palps come back, right? That's 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 the question, right? Or did he survive? I don't know. I don't know. I'm hearing like I was hoping to come on to to this podcast tonight with you know some crazy like <laughs> crazy like confirmed you know idea you know as stupid as, as that sounds. I've I've only got one theory for you, and it's a real shot in the dark. Is this your theory? This this is a Bly theory. Here we this go. This is a Luke Blywalker, a fish theory. Okay, <laughs> right. So if we see on the internet leaked tonight or whenever this is released this week, you know where it's come from, unless it's already been done. Critter. Most likely. Anyway, anyway, right. Hear me out. Darth Plagueis. Yeah, Snoke. Mm-hmm. Snoke is Darth Plagueis. Palpatine is Palpatine or Sheev. You know, whatever you want to call him, the Emperor. Okay. And it's this rule of two. It's the original rule of two. You know, maybe Vader or Anakin wasn't a proper Sith. He always had that good in him. Now, (laughs) Sheev and Snoke, yeah, they can bring each other back to life as long as one lives, right? So while Palpatine is alive, 
he can eventually bring Snoke back to life. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of power, something like that, a lot of force ability. And then likewise, once Snoke is alive or, or Plagueis, yeah. he can bring Palpatine back. <laughs> and now I don't know, I've not thought about this long enough or de- in enough detail to figure <laughs> out what the implications of that are. But I thought, you know, that just came to me like a couple of days ago. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I thought I th- I think I'll share that with you, but that's all I've got so far. Other than that, no clue, no clue. It wouldn't be it couldn't be a million miles out of the realm of possibility because of other things that have happened in this saga. I.e., Darth Maul. We've all mentioned that being cut in half. Um, yeah. Darth Vader himself had pretty much all of his limbs cut off, his insides burnt to a crisp, and everything else. It somehow still survived. Blah blah. So it wouldn't be surprising, and also. If they tied that opera scene from Revenge of the Sith into all of this, people mm. and me, well, people, i.e., I'm talking about myself here, would lose their mind because and me and we'd oh, I'd be able to hear Luke from the other from the wherever he's watching the film, but because <laughs> this is nine films and I I know I've I've seen recently a lot of people saying this, but I wanted to mention it as well. This is a saga of nine films, not three individual trilogies. The whole thing links together, so the idea of Palps coming back isn't a isn't a desperate stretch by Lucasfilm to, you know, get a few more quid in the bank. This is one to nine. It's not one, two, three, and then four, five, six. It's one to nine linear story. So having those connective tissue and having Palpatine come back and be the big villain, it works mm. from the stop from the one to nine. Of course, if he then came back in a, in a, in um, episode ten, which has got nothing to do with Skywalkers, that might be a stretch. But yeah. however he comes back, I just hope he's hope we get to see Ian McDermott in full get-up. That's all I'd like to see is Ian McDermott, even if it's only a vision or a flashback, I just want to see Ian McDermott back in the robe and the makeup with the cackle just one time. more time on the big screen. But I, I don't know. Well, it, it could just be a voice in a holocron. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know. And I've, I've, I'll, I'll be surprised if it is just a holocron or something like that. I would be surprised, but you never know with J.J. Abrams and, and this team. Um, I did read somewhere that Kathleen Kennedy has said that um, Palpatine, uh, it, it's been in, it's been in the works since yeah. seven, right? Yeah, they've always wanted to bring it back. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, like the dude has been at celebrations, right? He's been at these conventions. He's been doing the voiceovers for the whenever the Emperor has played himself um, in in Rebels. Yeah, he did it recently, didn't he? Right? You know, mate. You know, I, there's a lot of people that are like calling, you know, bluff on Kathy there, but I don't know. I don't no. know. I, I, I think, I think they might have had this in from the start. I think a lot of I the, really do. A lot of the story, I think, was planned out. Little bits in how they got from A to B to C may have been planned out, but what filled, what was the filler? I.e., you know, the other parts of the story may not have been quite so fleshed out, but I think the major story yeah. points were. I think they've always known. Well, they said they've always known who Ray is or who she is in relation yeah. to the galaxy. They've always known Kylo Ren's um, arc, so they know where that's going to win. So why wouldn't they um, know Palpatine? And do you know who else they consulted? Apparently they did. George Lucas. George, George JJ Lucas. JJ sat yeah. down with George and said, this is what we want to do. Because remember, George wanted to do this as well. How can we yeah. do this and make it work? Because obviously yeah. I'm, a lot of people, and me, and I'm sure you are as well, are slightly, not apprehensive, but if, it's, if they're going to bring someone like that back, you've got to do it right. So yeah. by getting George Lucas in gives me slightly more confidence that he isn't just going to be brought back as a 
you know, like a big bad at the end of the video game. Here's the boss battle. They're going to bring it back for a reason and a purpose. And what, however mm. they do it, is is going to fit the story well. So that's all I. That's all I. However they do it, as long as it fits the story. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. Yeah. Good shout. I, uh, t- I'm, I'm on board with that. Totally agree. We could, I mean, literally could do a whole episode about Palpatine. Yeah, um, mate, um, mate, that's it, that's it. Like, we, you and I could like keep on talking about this for hours and hours and hours. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to say stuff that's like already been said and yes, you know. And, and plus, it's still sinking in. I don't know about you, but it's still sinking in with me. Every time I like, see I'm the words still... Palpatine, Episode Nine, it doesn't, it still doesn't seem true, but yeah, it is, which no, is weird. Unbelievable, unbelievable. We also asked you guys out there to send us voice messages. What did you think about the trailer? What was your opinion? What was your reaction? And we've had uh, we had a deluge come through, so here they are now. Uh, first up, this is from Dominic and Elizabeth from Raising a Rebel, uh, which is at Raising a Rebel on Twitter. Hello there, Dominic. And Elizabeth. Here from Raising a Rebel. So, we've had a few days now to process that trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. After the shaking, screaming and tears, what became obvious to me was the sheer joy and exuberance of it, that enduring cinematic spirit of adventure. We really need to talk about that backflip. Was Ray training with Carlo? Was she attacking? I'm not sure. What I do know is that Carlo's body slam manoeuvre is hot. Seeing Lando again, back behind the wheel of the Falcon no less, was something truly special. You know, I wonder if Chewie's still got any porgs on board. Maybe Lando could make himself a porg skin cape. But what about that Palpatine reveal? I didn't even realise how much I liked Lord Sheev until I heard that blood-curdling cackle. Apparently, I'm a total palp stan now. Honestly, this teaser felt like it had been crafted just for me, and the fact that so many feel the same way is a testament to its power. We can't wait, and we know that you can't either. Thank you so much for that really eloquently put message. And the first thing I liked mostly about it was how you mentioned the joy and exuberance of it all, because that's exactly what Luke was just talking about, how happy it made us. I've I've not felt like this after seeing a trailer probably since The Force Awakens. Because like I said, I think I might have hinted at this uh, in in our last podcast that The Last Jedi was really good, but it, it gave us this oh, negative kind of feeling to it. And not, not that I negatively looked at The Last Jedi like, oh, it's a rubbish film, but like mm-hmm. you could tell that the story was going in a darker direction. You know, and yeah. it was going down a going down a route we're really not familiar with. You know, Luke Skywalker saying it's time for the Jedi to end. You know what? What? You know, whereas whereas this, there's a there's a bigger sense of optimism. There's the mystery. There's there's everything. I, I, yeah, I think they got that. I think they got that spot on. They got yeah. that really really spot on. Yeah, and everyone looked great. I loved I loved the mention of Lando. Yes, make it. The pork skin cape. I don't know. He could pull it. <laughs> he, could, he could pull it off. And did you think Carlo's body slam was hot? Oh, mate! Absolute filth. <laughs> yeah, slap a fifteen rating on that now. <laughs> I like the body slam. I think it's. I think. I think it just solidifies him as just this wrecking ball. It's quality, you know. Kylo Ben Solo, big dude. As Kylo, as um, Daisy Ridley said on the uh, celebration panel, yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. He's a tall guy. He's, he's very broad. You know, big dude. He can he can rugby tackle people. And there's some people I noticed on the internet saying I didn't even like cut the guy down. He had like what's it called the cross guard bit. Cross like, guard, yeah. Like yeah, he like stabbed him with that. Lodged in his think. gut. Yeah. I think that's yeah. So beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah. Now quality voice, quality voicemail. 
It was. And, I, and just at the end, when you said it felt crafted for you and so many others, spot on, because I think so yeah. many other people thought that as well. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I, I think they hit the nail on the head there because it felt... And that's how you've seen this... this you know, so many Star Wars fans coming out and applauding this. Even the people that, that are Last Jedi haters, they're coming back and they're saying, dude, this this film looks epic. Yeah. You know, this looks really cool. This looks really cool. Yes, it's done that. It's done that job. It's done that job. Maybe it's going to be like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? Force Awakens, all too similar, which <laughs> I, I don't think it is totally similar. There are some similar beats, but whatever. Let's just, for argument's sake, you know, oh, Force Awakens too similar. Oh, The Last Jedi way too different. And then Rise of the Skywalker, oh, delicious. That's the greatest analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> but... <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> when as soon as you said that, I thought, how on earth is this going to be like Goldilocks? Who's Goldilocks? <laughs> then it hit me. <laughs> yes. There we go. There we go. So um, yeah, I mean, next up we have um, a voice note from Nor Hal Kula or at Nor Hal on. Twitter. Well, I thought the trailer was really, really exciting. I'm really hyped to see how this is going to be, it's going to make all tied together. And I love, I could tell a lot about Ray and Kylo in the first frame when they are apparently facing each other. Well, Kylo or the Thai silencer, but also, um, well, at the end, I loved how the laugh of Palpatine, but then follow that, you can hear the theme of Kylo Ren and ending, but in a positive note, and also earlier on the trailer, Princess Leia theme. So it's really awesome. I'm really looking forward to see what this movie, how this movie is going to tie all the, all the, three trilogies together but i i think the rise of skywalker it's a really good choice for a for a title yeah thank you so much for sending that in norhow that that's really cool yeah we we couldn't agree more it's it's super exciting and to see how everything's going to tie together that's the big question because as we've said in in a previous episode, you know this isn't just tying up a trilogy. This isn't this is tying up nine films. This is tying up Star Wars as we know it. Um, it's it's a big, 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 big job. Um, but I think you know the fact that they've thrown Palpatine in there, and and you've got Luke narrating it. You know, with with using words like "we we have passed on all you know" or "we know," you know, stuff like that. This is going in a good direction. This is going in a really, really good direction. And, mate, it ain't just me that feels excited. You know, I really think most of the universe feels super excited about this. What do you think, Matt? Exactly. I, I haven't seen all that much negative press or word about the trailer. And it is really exciting. And I agree. I think The Rise of Skywalker is a really good choice of a title. The ambiguity of it is why I enjoy it now because it, we now have what eight months just under to think, to discuss, and speculate who is the Skywalker, why is he rising, and or she. And yeah, I love it. And obviously, yeah. like you've mentioned, Ray and Kylo in the first frame. What's going on there? And I know Dominic and Elizabeth mentioned it as well. What's going on in the first frame? Are they training? Are they fighting? Why is he not shooting mm, it? Is that Kylo? Now, yeah, there we go. So is that, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to come on to that. And I was going to see if you were going to say anything on that. 
I don't think that's Kylo. Who could it be? Because Kylo ships different. Hey, like Kylo, we saw in the Last Jedi, he, the the like the cockpit is more like rectangular shaped. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we saw in Rise of Skywalker, I by the way, I still love saying that. It's great, isn't it? Rise of Skywalker, it's amazing. It's really cool. But the cockpit for that one, it's it's that classic, you know, tie shape that that mm-hmm. kind of like sphere. Uh, with the with the windows, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it is Kylo. I mean, it, there were the leather gloves there, but yeah. doesn't everyone and their aunt wear leather gloves in Star Wars? Yeah. It's an Imperial. Do you know yeah, what I mean? My, like, my nan used to wear them driving. Know. So I don't know. So I'm I, I was gonna say like I'm not convinced that's um, Kylo and that, but Ray in that scene, the flip looks phenomenal. I don't think it's gonna be slow mo in the film though. I think that's just for the trailer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Ray looks phenomenal. I don't know what that was at her outfit, her facial uh, acting is superb. But yeah, um, I, I I thank you very much for that, Norhal, and everything you said. I do. I'm excited. We're hyped to see how it all ties together, and like we've mentioned. The the mention of the thing, the music, really interesting. Like pick up there. Oh, because I didn't I didn't actually notice it. It uh, believe it or not, a, it's got I, a, I like a notice- play on the Kylo on the Kylo riff. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since since receiving uh, like our uh, script, <gasps> what? They have a script? Yeah, we have a script. Um. Anyway, <laughs> it's a rough script. Everybody, <laughs> calm down. Um. No. Uh, post it, so mate. after after seeing that, yeah, you 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 can hear that. I, it's funny how I'm going to go to um. I'm, I'm going to speak to some friends at some point, probably after this podcast comes out. I'm going to go like, yo, did you hear that? There's Kylo's theme in that because you know I bet that went over a lot of people's heads in the excitement, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it did me. Maybe I'm just being daft. I don't know. Never, um, never. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> you're 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 in a minority, maybe. I don't know, Matt. You're too kind to me, mate. Uh, maybe no. it's because we 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 share that uh, that love of the wars. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Plus. Yeah. Plus, he's a good guy, isn't he? How can you hear for something about Blylo? <laughs> um, so classic. And again, once again, we got the rise of Skywalker is a really good title. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's a trend yeah. we're seeing. We're seeing. I mean, whether whether we get that throughout the whole show, we'll find out. But uh, next up, we've got uh, Shannon Moran from the Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge podcast, which is at From Galaxy's Edge on Twitter. So what's up? This is Shannon from Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge, and just basically wanted to say my experience watching the teaser trailer for episode nine was electric. I was in the, uh, off streaming room and we, there was a slight delay where they had to switch over to the actual file, but just seeing that initial jump of Leia over, or not, excuse me, God, that initial jump of Ray over the TIE fighter and just the visuals. And I also say that choice of music being Leia's theme, that's why the name popped into my head, is on purpose. I feel it's on purpose. But, and of course, the, the, the laugh, even me, who is not a massive Palpatine fan, appreciated that. And that was very exciting. And yeah, just the energy is absolutely electric and very, very exciting. So it will be an interesting next couple of months. Thanks, guys. Thank you for that, Shannon. This is interesting because Shannon was actually there, as she mentioned. She was in the overflow room at Celebration and you can hear I mean this voice message was sent while she was at while Shannon was at celebration so you can almost hear the electricity crackling from her voice and um, she mentioned the atmosphere was exciting exhilarating we've got an exciting few months ahead and yeah we mentioned Leia's theme there 
it was on purpose? Was it on purpose for a bigger reason, like Shannon says? Possibly. Or was it to get the feels for Carrie slash Pinter Slayer? I hope they wouldn't manipulate people with Carrie Fisher, because that's wrong. But the, the Layers theme was awesome. But um, uh, we, had, we had a turn. Shannon turned from what she thought about Palpatine. Yeah, so so it was one of those things where not a big not a big fan of uh, Palpatine, but obviously kind of like uh, appreciated the moment, right? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I mean, the thing is, we don't know the context of anything. Kind of like what we've already spoken about in the, in in the, some of the other voice notes is is we 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 have no clue how he's back. You know, you've already mentioned a Sith um, holocron and so on and so forth, but. I, I, it's one of those things where if you are doubting or if, if you're not sure on something, you know, let's wait until we see another trailer. Let's wait until we see the actual context of everything. Cause right now, you know, we have no clue of, of what the context is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. to come back. Is he a clone? You know, there are some crazy theories out there, but you know, they, they exist. And as of right now, they're all, relig- they're all legitimate. Now there is something interesting that oh I've left I've left my Art of Force Awakens book in a different I don't need it I don't need it but I've I have <laughs> the Art of Force Awakens <laughs> I by my bait <laughs> it's in my lounge so it's in my lounge I'm sure you know what I'm going to mention that the the there's actually there's um already there's already like illustrations and concepts of a Death Star underwater yes. for the Force Awakens. And, and someone so, diving towards the throne room, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, once again, I've mentioned it already. Matt, Matt's on board with this. You know, they've, they've said it was the plan from the start. We knew Palpatine was going to be back. And if we are believing that, which I do, I believe that, and that makes yeah. a lot of sense with the artwork they've made and whatnot. It, it's all about tying up now those loose ends. But bear in mind, keep in mind that we, you know, let's compare this to Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi, right? We we didn't know who the Emperor was in Empire Strikes Back. We just got like a little snippet of him. Yeah. We had no clue he was. We had no real massive reason to, to fear him. We see that in the sixth film or, you know, the third of that trilogy in Jedi, right? And... Yeah, all, all I, I'm going on I'm off on a bit of a rant here because it's still it's a quality <laughs> it's a quality voice now and, the, and just hearing like the, I think the electricity electricity's and stuff. gone through to Blyla, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I'm there, it's magical. <laughs> um, but honestly, it, it's so cool to hear voice notes from there. It makes us feel so connected. So it means the absolute world to us shannon honestly it means the world to us but i guess what i'm just trying to say is let's find out and and i, I guess that's easier said than done depending on your uh, opinion or perspective but there you go there's there's my two pennies worth or more like two pounds worth <laughs> two pounds two <laughs> pounds of good sugar though um but yeah it was it was great to get voice notes from actual celebration and yeah it makes everybody feel that bit more connected and closer. Yeah, so thank you so much for that, Shannon. And we, again, we could hear the electricity crackling through you. So we hope you had an absolute blast over there. We're only just a little bit jealous that you were over there, but thank you so much for taking the time to send us that wonderful voice message. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. Uh, yeah, so next up, we have a familiar name sending in a uh, voicemail. <laughs> None other than Sean Hudson. Now, we can't do any... Uh 
any uh, HUD puns with him, can we? Or is that just reserved for Matt? I don't know. Either way, either way, Sean sent in a voice note. Let's hear it. Hey, Jabba the HUD, it's your big brother, Han Shorno. Um, Super, super excited about the new Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be really, really cool. Um, The trailer was great, um, better probably than any of the other ones that I've seen. Be really interesting to see uh, if it is teaser um, and if it's really just putting on some some tricks for us. But it'll be really cool to see. Um, I think one of the really interesting things that nobody's spoken about yet about the movie coming up is is the length of it. I think it needs to be a proper two, maybe two and a half hour film to really tie everything up. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see kind of what it means with the rise of the Skywalker. So um being the last film of the the saga, um it's gonna be it's gonna be something I think it's gonna be a long film, uh, but it's gonna be great. Can't wait. And um love the podcasts, keep them coming and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for sending that in, Sean. Hopefully uh, we'll uh, meet up and have a pint one day. So he yeah uh, Oh I love a pint me. Um <laughs> anyway, right. So the trailer Better than any other Star Wars trailer I have seen, dude. That's a that's a that's a that's a big that's a big thing to say. Big words. That is a really big. That, those are big words, right? That's a big claim. Everyone has their opinion. Is it the best I've seen? I think it's up there. I don't think it's the best, but I think it's up there. What What do you think? Oh. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because they're all so different. Too. They're all, they're all good because now we have the benefit of hindsight. So I rewatched the Rogue One trailer yesterday because I watched the film and the, the special feature story the other day, and I I just went back to watch the trailer to see, you know, because what you know with hindsight, did it give anything away? What was it? What? And I really, really like the trailer for that film. Same with the Force Awakens. Going back to watch that Chewie Wear Home and then the the final trailer they released. They are awesome trailers and solo had a good trailer the last jedi trailer was very good and then but then you go back to the phantom menace which was at the time a brilliant trailer for you know probably the most anticipated film of all time the yeah. revenge of the sith with a good trailer attack of the clones great uh, as for the original trilogy they were from a different time but they are still effective trailers is it the best one of all t- of all possibly yeah, but i think I it mean... takes time to let it sink in yeah, for sure. I I think it's definitely up there. I mean, remember, I'm, I, I mean, I was I was born in the mid '90s, so like, you know, the the prequels are my they they were my era for sure. Especially that Revenge of the Sith film, man. Yeah. Seeing that in cinema and seeing, I remember going to the cinema. I don't even know what I saw, but I remember seeing the the Sith trailer. <laughs> you yeah, know, blew, I, my blew dad your said, mind off. Yeah, yeah, they, I didn't, and it was one of those where I didn't even know it was out. You know, I was I was I was pretty young at the time. Um, I was in like year five in in junior school. Ten, um, isn't it? Ten, ten years old or something. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so so I I didn't even know the trailer was out. I went to the cinema with my dad to see a film, and like I said, I don't even remember what film it was. <laughs> but to this day, I remember seeing Anakin with like the yellow eyes. Like, when the he turns around, rage eyes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I, I, I'd, I'd never been so excited for a film for a film trailer until then. Like, honestly, that was amazing. But if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't think that tops Chewie We're Home. I really don't. Just that moment Chewie, alone, Chewie We're Home. Honestly, 
Oh, my word. I, do I think Rise of Skywalker is up there? Yeah. I, I think it's maybe like a three, like third place or something like that. Um, and, and even now, I can't think of like what else would go where. But honestly, it, it was great. It was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. They, they did a great job. But then again, J.J. Abrams, he knows how to tease us and misdirect us, yes. which leads into your other point. It's classic J.J. Abrams. Is there misdirects and stuff? Oh, the, the flip scene? Of course going to be. Yeah, yeah. The flip scene, I mean, we, you've already mentioned that. That could be like training or something. And that would make a lot of sense. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much to take in <laughs> and know. think about. Uh, I, I, when I get off this, because so uh, for those who haven't guessed from the message, Sean, he's my big brother. So I'll have a word of him after this for confusing Master Flywalker like this. But yeah, do it. He also mentioned a good point with in the shadow at the minute of Avengers Endgame, which is sort of uh, which is a day long, three hours long. Big Sean, also, Sean uh, Han <laughs> Shawno, as he calls himself, mentioned this has to be a lengthy film, at least two and a half hours, and. If Avengers Endgame was the culmination of 22 films or whatever it is, can be three hours long. Who's to say the Rise of Skywalker, which is the culmination of 40 years, can't be pushing on three hours? Because there's a, there's going to be a lot to put in this film. As long as they can, as long as JJ can fit it all in well to like a, a cohesive narrative, then mm. this could be touching the three-hour mark. Would you, I mean it may be a silly question, but would if the story was right, would you be happy with a three-hour Star Wars film? Uh, <laughs> I think you got You got to ask yourself. This isn't just us seeing this film at the cinema. This is us seeing the film, you know, like in, in our homes, on our TVs, yeah, you point. know, with 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 future generations, with our children, with our with our family. And would a three-hour film really, really be? Like worth that risk? I don't know. I'm I'm thinking two and a half hours. Yeah, I'm I, thinking I reckon about. I'm thinking two forty to two fifty. I think. You reckon? I think it. I think it will be pushing. <sighs> I think it will be pushing a fair. I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be three hours because the ten minutes between two minutes fifty and three hours cinematically ten minutes is a long time to sit and watch something happen. Oh, big time! So oh, two forty. I reckon two forty seven. Right, you heard it here. You heard it here, people. JJ's on the phone now and he's telling me to keep quiet, but I'm saying 247. 247. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, Yeah. I mean, also there's, there's a, there's a great point. Like how, how does the rise of Skywalker, there's emphasis on that, the rise of Skywalker. Again, we're not a hundred percent sure what that means. I, for one, don't think that's, you know, to do with family or surnames per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of leaning toward this idea that the Skywalkers will be a new kind of style of force users. Maybe it's a balance yeah. between, yeah. May, maybe it's like a balance between, you know, like this, this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I really don't think Razor Skywalker. I really don't think that. Um, again, it's, it's something that I'm still kind of letting settle in. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. I, I mean, I'm still thinking about it, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure what I think from hour to hour, let alone day to day. But I'm interested. That's and just that's Star Wars, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
but that's you know the 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 ideas are my they they swing from from day to day but that's in my opinion a really good thing you know you want to be feeling like that you want to be asking these questions that's how this teaser trailer was so effective it's a teaser it teased yeah. it teased us all so yeah it jj well jj didn't necessarily do the trailer so the marketing team do that but the lucasfilm as a whole have certainly delivered there and yeah how does it how does the rise work who knows but we're going to have a lot of fun speculating and uh we're glad you love the podcast sean and we certainly will be keeping them coming and please do keep on listening so after that we had genevieve remy uh, at genevieve.threes.remy on instagram Hey guys. Okay. So I think that something that's really significant with episode nine or rise of Skywalker is like in, in particular, it's the title. Everybody um, that works at Lucasfilm is making a big point of saying how it's like the closing of the Skywalker saga in particular. So I think that we're going to get a lot of loose ends tied up. I think that the idea of Anakin coming back, at least as a force ghost, is is very likely, and I think we need that. I actually wouldn't be surprised if somehow maybe Rey... Th- this could be like a redeeming point for her. If she's somehow able to communicate with like Anakin's force ghost, actually, and then use that to help Kylo turn, I think that would be really cool to see, especially because... Kylo is so like obsessed with his grandfather's legacy and the one thing that he has been neglecting of that legacy is that Anakin did turn back at the very end of his life um and the force was for a while balanced so I feel like in doing that then we would have true balance it would be a good way to to close out the saga um I do think it's significant that the trailer actually was playing Leia's theme. I don't know if that was more tribute to Carrie Fisher or if she's a big part of the Skywalker in, in question that's rising. I And I think it's funny how it is a close on their story, but it's the rise of Skywalker. So that I'm interested to see why, what that means. As far as Palpatine is concerned, I definitely think he like either survived or he was like powerful enough to... I don't know, bring himself back possibly. I can see that being a thing. I actually think that would give a lot of payoff to him talking to Anakin about how like the Sith could evade and avoid um, death. I know that like for years we've kind of thought that that was just him like lying to get Anakin interested because he already had so much fear of losing Padme and he was mourning his mother's death still. That he knew he could play up on that emotionally, but definitely could be a possibility. I would actually love to see that, even if he's just like super powerful force ghost. And if I wouldn't be alarmed either if there's like a force ghost battle between Palpatine and someone else. I think there's so many places that this can go that's just going to be really satisfying for the audience. Like, things that we've been wanting to see for years and things, like, we didn't even know we wanted to see. But when we see it, we're like, yes, we needed this. I'm very excited. Thank you, Genevieve, for for that um, and for all the other engagement you've given us. Uh, Like Luke mentioned, um, Genevieve said, it's going to tie up. We're going to get a lot of loose ends tied up. We're going to, because remember, it's the culmination of nine films, not just a trilogy. 
Anakin coming back is very likely. I like that, Genevieve. I'm on your side there. Thank you. Could Ray communicate with Anakin in order to get Kylo to turn? Possibly. Again, I'm on your side there. I just want to see Anakin back as Hayden Christensen to affect the story. Because if you're going to get Palpatine back, how how great would it be if Palpatine is kind of like the devil on Kylo's shoulder? How good would it be to have Anakin as like the angel? The two men who were brought together in Revenge of the Sith, Anakin and Palpatine, who yeah. would be the ones who split at the end of Return of the Jedi, but they've now yeah. become, you know, the the two the, the balance almost, the balance and act for him. I would love to see that. So um yeah, I'm all for Anakin coming back. Spot on. Spot on. I, I echo everything Ooh. you've just said. Significant that the trailer, yeah, it was playing Leia's theme. We've mentioned that. Was it a tribute to Carrie or is Leia the Skywalker in question? Put you on a spot. Is could Leia be the Skywalker in question? I don't think so. Well, I mean, she could. I don't be, think but so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. She, she, she could be right. I mean, it's, you know, anyone could be. Yeah, because of the black Anna, man. Anna, yeah. Anakin could be. Luke could be. Uh, you know, for all we know, Ray could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't like that idea, but you know, Ray could be. I don't think it's Leia. I don't think it's Leia. I think that Leia might have a massive part in it. Oh, that's a tough question. My, you know, the thing is, I'm not going off any proof or any logic per se. <laughs> Apart from the fact, you know, the elephant in a room is that she's dead and that she, you know, rest in peace. She wasn't here to film episode nine. So the likelihood of her being, you know, so pivotal in episode nine that sh- the, the rise of skywalker is is leia i don't know i i i don't i don't think that's going to happen it's it's a great idea you know and maybe that's kind of what they were you know going with originally yes i don't exactly know what i was going to say I, I, yeah i don't know but but it, it's and it's a it's a tricky i don't want to upset anyone but no i i i, I just don't think so no but i did love the i did i agree i loved the use of Leia's theme in the trailer I've mentioned it before but it is so soaring and epic how they do it and of course then you get the scene of Leia and Ray hugging and the tear comes down her cheek it's a very yeah. nice touching moment with the song but Genevieve she also mentions Palpatine she were uh, <laughs> whether whether he survived or cheated death as they mentioned in the opera scene this is this this is what attracted me to this uh, to the whole voice message uh, Genevieve wouldn't be alarmed if there was a force ghost battle between Palpatine and anyone. Now, just for the fanboys and amongst us, would you want to see a kind of spirit realm battle involving Palpatine and anyone, whether that's Luke, uh, Anakin, whoever? Uh, I mean, these ideas, Genevieve, you've got an imagination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should be working over a Lucasfilm. Um, no. Short short answer, no. But then again, you know, I'm not a director. Yeah. You know, that's not my job to, to come up with those sort of things and, and execute them. But here is going to be the key word for this film, okay? The key word is execution. Bringing Palpatine back, it's mm-hmm. going to be the execution that's good. You know, using Luke Skywalker and the Skywalker name, it's got to be the execution that's good. Ray, her backstory, the execution's got to be good, so on and so forth. You know, and I, I feel like they're going to do a good job. I have that feeling, and I think you can kind of tell that from the trailer. Maybe it's early days, 
but the 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 force a force goes fight i don't know i'll be dead honest i don't i don't know if the world's ready for that <laughs> yeah we, i'm <laughs> like still getting over up. the vader hallway scene in rogue one let alone anything else <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I don't know i i i think it's it's an interesting idea and it, you know i'd love to see some concepts for it um but let, let's see let's see I, i'm not i'm not totally sure on that one what what, what are your feelings matt mate um Probably quite probably the same because I can't see how I'm just trying to visualise it and how it wouldn't look not bad but how it wouldn't look a bit how how would it look like ten years later how could they make it look visually appealing and have some kind of stakes knowing that everybody is obviously gone well yeah. how how do you have a killing blow or you know I don't know but why not I could always say to that why why couldn't they do it I'm sure they could it doesn't have to be like um Harry Potter and with wands flying around and shooting force lightning at each other it could be something else I don't know how they do it but sure, for why sure. not I would, I would I hate it maybe not would I am I sitting here desperate for it probably not right right and I, you know I I don't want to be that guy who just you know goes along with canon all the time because you know canon changes and the saga films are always king. That was I always mm-hmm. remember that. Um, who is it? Pablo Hidalgo has said yep. that. You know, if there's any, if the films come out and it contradicts whatever has happened in a book, you know, the films are king. They always yep. out trump everything, right? And I, I'm, but, but nevertheless, I'm pretty sure I've read somewhere, or you know, I, I, I'm aware that. It's accepted that in the Star Wars universe and Star Wars lore, dark side users can't be force ghosts. And that's why they are so obsessed with retaining life. That's why Plagueis were, you know, went to such invested so much energy and time into, you know, creating or prolonging life. Right? Is because, you know, why would you do that if you're a Jedi and you know you're gonna be a force ghost, that you're that powerful that you're gonna to go to the next life and continue living? You know, it's kind of it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, you know, that Darth Plagueis bit. But you know, take that with a grain of uh crate salt. <laughs> that crate salt is uh plenty plenty of that going about. And and on that and finally Genevieve used the S word that JJ has also mentioned and she said, there's so many places for this to go, it's going to be so satisfying. So, I agree. I think we're all going to be satisfied coming out of it. So, thank you so much for that, Genevieve. Uh, and the out there, yet awesome theories you've come up with. And please do keep them coming, because we could talk about them all day. Uh, what's the last one we have, Luke? Well, the last one is from our favourite. I think he's from Pennsylvania, right? Uh, yes, Western favorite- Pennsylvania. Western Pennsylvania. It's our favorite guy from Western Pennsylvania over in the United States. Anthony on Twitter at a rural farm boy. Absolute legend. Let's see what he's got to say. I'll do, Matt. Luke, this here's a rural farm boy. Or Anthony. Well, my reaction to the rise of Skywalker. Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker. Just now watched it again twice after watching the live stream, which I was in tears through the, for a good lot of it. Now, I don't go and do no speculations, as maybe you know, so I'm not going to do that here, no. But I do have some thoughts. One thing I noticed in them opening shots as Ray's set running away and that TIE fighter come upon her. Do you notice the cockpit was very much more 
first order, regular first order TIE fighter on the the cockpit viewports. It weren't like his TIE silencer in Last Jedi. So there's something different going there. And then near the end, throwing that grassy plains field. Now that put me to wonder, and I ain't going to speculate about it. Just wonder for a minute, and I'm going to put it down and walk away from it. That maybe that could be Endor, because the shot turns around as Ray's walking toward what ends up being a cliff base. And off air in the distance, I couldn't make out. And I'm looking again. Yeah, right before we hear the Emperor's laugh. Was that, could that possibly have been on Endor? And weren't that maybe remnants of Death Star 2? And I don't know. We're going to go see here in months yet to come. And also want to drop and put, let's take and put this down here too. Because we got months yet to come. And whatever follows after. You remember what this this day today feels like. Because this is what Star Wars is. Star Wars never left. Always been this. No matter what some loud mouth folks want to go and say. Because in them days yet to come. When that stuff goes on. And it, it will. You keep a hold and remember what this is right here and now. And how everybody feels. Yun's over there in England, me over here in western Pennsylvania, and all them folks west west of both of us in Chicago right now. What's going on over there? Whole lot of love. Same thing's always been going on. We just stamp out them loud few, because this is what it is. So to your next show, Matt and Luke, my Star Wars friends, may the force be with each of you. See you on the radio. Wow. I mean, what a guy. He's a top what man, a- isn't he? <laughs> What a nice guy. What an amazing guy. Um, yeah, I mean, the live stream was phenomenal. The live stream was really phenomenal. And it's, like I said, it's just lovely to see the Star Wars fandom in such a nice place. Really, really um, lovely. Um, we agree on a point already, Anthony, that the cockpit of the tie seems more like a regular first order tie fighter um than than kylo's to to quote <laughs> pimped up tie silencer <laughs> but like that's the kind of like rectangular one right um and it's it's surprising how many people aren't noticing that like i noticed it straight away i was like oh that's just like a regular you know tie silencer or something but yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 a quality quality point. The interesting point that I took away from your message is the the whole uh, Death Star wreckage, and mm-hmm. you know, could it be could it be on Endor? Well, we I I'm, we're assuming that it's it's Death Star two, right? I think that's the conclusion. That seems to be the general conclusion, even though it looks part, like yeah. yeah, even though in Jedi it really looks like the whole thing blows up, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's see. It could see be where one of go. the other moons of Endor. Yeah, it could it could be one of the other moons. And hear me out, hear me out. It could be a Death Star that they were also building under construction. They weren't oh, just building yes. this one in Ender. They were building another one. And you know, they the Empire was falling and stuff like that. This one was like barely completed and they were just like they pulled the plug on it and let the thing crash in the nearest planet and there therefore it's a new planet. I haven't heard right? that before. Yeah. I mean I mean I'm kind of leaning toward that. 
And the reason is because in Jedi, the, the Death Star like completely explodes. It completely explodes. You don't just see part of it fall away. I need to go rewatch that scene because if I'm wrong, I'm a complete schmuck. So yeah. ignore me. But that's the only that's the only I want I wanna I wanna leave on, on that. I think it's a different planet. I don't think it's Endor. I can't actually top that in any way, shape or form because <laughs> I just assumed it was either Yavin 4 or Endor. The romantic in me wanted it to be Endor because I love that planet, but the uh, r- the rational side of me thought it looked more like it could be Yavin 4. But why can't it be a planet we haven't seen before? Why can't it be a, a prototype Death Star or, or whatnot? But I got proper feels when I saw that scene because I love the idea of the new guys interacting so much with what we know from, you know, 30, 40 years ago and how it all ties in. That's what I want to see about tying things together. Stuff like that. Now you said it, I want it to be another planet because that makes for a great idea that the Empire the Empire Empire or the Emperor was so, you know, dead set on just having this technological terror of a weapon that they kept rebuilding and rebuilding them. I I really like that. But I mean in terms of what Anthony, the top man, said what he ended on, you know, the the the, the words you ended on, that's what I thought the, was the, was the best part of your voice message, and one of the more pertinent things I've heard from a Star Wars fan in a long time. Yeah, it it really is. Oh, it's so nice and refreshing to be amongst so much positivity. No matter what we felt about The Last Jedi, you know, there was some division in the, in the fan base. And, and even after Solo, you know, generally, I think a lot of people liked Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there was this feeling of, of almost like defeat that because Solo, you know, didn't didn't crack, you know, the uh, billion dollar club or anything like that, the, the, there was this feeling of, of defeat for sure. And a lot of people blamed The Last Jedi and a lot of people were already angry or confused or conflicted about that film or what or whatever. And, and hey, I, I understand that. I understand that. But whatever, I don't want to go down that conversation right now because, like, like I said, I think you and I we we both like uh, the Last Jedi. So I think, mm-hmm. to be to be honest, I think I'd imagine most of the fandom somewhat enjoys that film. But either way, either way, it's so lovely. It's so lovely to be amongst such hype such positivity and and love and also optimism i love optimism and there is that feeling of this could go anywhere and the reason the reason this can go anywhere is because of the last jedi yeah right i I just want to say that that the reason we feel like this the reason there is that feeling that we can we can this can do anything that a story can be anything is because of episode eight so yeah i i I really want to echo what what that guy said and it it really is it really is the majority you know stat that few that minority that loud minority that we've discussed in in the previous podcast everyone's entitled to their opinion you know and a lot of people the last jedi is clearly not the fans favorite film you know no one not trying to you know um say that or shout that out to the streets or anything like that but but this film this rise of skywalker may it feels nice it feels really good really really nice and it's so nice to hear it from an absolute gentleman like you anthony honestly it means the world to us mate 
Yes, you are, sir and a gentleman. And yeah, a whole lot of love is going to stamp out the loud few. So thank you for everyone who sent in the voice messages. Do keep them coming. If you're out there listening and you feel like you want to do it, we'll give you the link to do that later on. And we will read them on, uh, hear them on air. And we're going to discuss them as well. But episode nine, the Rise of Skywalker, wasn't the only panel at Celebration. So we're going to quickly spend a couple of minutes on three of the other major panels before we move on to our next segment. So Master Blywalker, what's next? Right, mate. So we got Jedi Fallen Order. How long have we been anticipating You're this excited game? For this one. Oh, I'm so excited. A single player game with a story. The story looks so good. The trailer looks phenomenal. It looks phenomenal. If you've not seen the trailer, go watch it. What what's wrong with you? Hmm. Um but on, honestly, it's incredible. It looks brilliant, it looks gritty. I've read, ironically, on an article today, I don't remember the website, but I read today that the story is going to be long. Someone said a developer, I think, has come out and said, no, it's a single player. It's going to be long. There's not going to be any microtransactions. EA have confirmed that. Um, It's it's not going to be like, uh, you know, an open world game. It's not going to be like a Star Wars version of Skyrim, although I know a lot of people would like that. It's going to have like a linear uh, story, you know, whether there's multiple outcomes of that story, we're, we're yet to find out. You know, it could be like a Force Unleashed scenario where you have like three or four or five different uh, endings. But, that, you know, that C, I think that'd be wicked. And we know as well that it's coming out on the 15th of November. So, mate, November going to be some busy, 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 busy months for star wars we got the mandalorian which we're going to speak about um we've got <laughs> jedi fallen order we've got episode nine honestly all in it all in a close uh bit of time honestly the missus gonna hate me it's gonna be ridiculous she's gonna be happy with us you have to take her away for the weekend before or something you know just to get her in the good books yeah she yeah all right Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Planting those seeds. No, we've already got that planned. Um, there you go. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's going to be great. And obviously, uh, we got the lovely um, Cameron uh, Monaghan. Monaghan? Monaghan? There we go. Monaghan. Thank you. He, he's famous uh, from The Joker, from the t- TV's uh, Gotham. He plays that guy. I've seen him in it few other things i think too i saw him on instagram i think uh, and i saw like a breakdown of what what else he's played in um but he's he's the red-headed guy isn't he yeah yeah he's been yeah, in a few yeah. things here and he's he's playing a uh, young padawan called cal kestis a padawan survivor of order 66 i mean it's reminiscent of um caleb june yes. you know caleb june is kane and that's it's it. Kanan Jarrus from uh, Rebels. Yeah, yeah. It's very reminiscent of that. And yeah, I I cannot wait for this game. The oh, my only criticism is that there wasn't any gameplay. That's my yeah. that's my that's my only criticism. But if it is story based, I understand maybe why they haven't haven't released that. Maybe they're not they've not they're not quite happy with how the engine is right now or whatever. Maybe they're figuring out just a few more things, but it it, it looks brilliant, doesn't it? It really yeah. looks brilliant. Visually, Gritty. it looks awesome. Yeah, totally and agree. They, they've rendered that to look cinematic. I mean, I thought the panel was oh, the panel was fine. I wasn't amazing. I wasn't blown away by the panel. Mm. You know, I like yeah. the images and I like the fact that we delved a bit more into it. But 
Yeah, I mean, I want again. I wanted to see the trailer. I will say that I wasn't immediately hooked when I first saw the trailer because I saw Cal. He looks like he's kind of bored in a tram or something after work. It felt a bit odd. But obviously, in terms of the gameplay, obviously they're holding back the major gameplay quirks like the how the lightsaber combat and all that because either they're still finishing it off or they want to leave it for when you play the game. But I don't know. It, I liked the trailer. It felt like it was lacking something. Maybe it was because it was just. In like a cinematic offering, and it didn't really tell, show an awful lot of the story. But I'm yeah, going to be downloading this straight away on November the fifteenth. Absolutely going to be there. How, what, um, I'm not without me to sound too negative. I actually did. Enjoy, I've rewatched the trailer and have enjoyed it more since, and read more about it. I yeah. like the moment when Cal finds the dead body of that clone trooper, yeah, and he takes that that's really projector cool. out of his hand, and it plays Palpatine's message: "Execute Order sixty six. The lightsaber looks great. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, it, it, the story of the lightsaber is told through the game. It looks a bit old republic, so maybe it also looks like a broken stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like the, yeah. the look at the second sister, the she looks like she's going to be a formidable villain. And I've read yeah. speculation that the second sister is going to be could be Barris Offee, who was in the Clone yeah. Wars. She's the one who bombed the Jedi Temple. And I'm telling you yes. now, I am all in for that to the point where if it wasn't her, I may cry. Because I love the idea of her, you know, becoming this Inquisitor, hunting down the Jedi, her former kind of brethren. But I've also seen people moaning or bemoaning the fact that that Cal Kestis isn't Galen Starkiller, the doof from um, the Force Unleashed games. Uh, but that oh. can't that can't happen because no, Starkiller was foolishly OP. But all he would be now would be just a talented Padawan. And then people would be saying, oh, EA and Disney and uh, Mickey Mouse, they've changed him, they've ruined him, he's just, they've, you know, he's, they've taken his powers away. But they'd have to do that for canon, because he can't just have the most powerful Jedi of all undercover. Yeah. You know, between three and four, so it wouldn't have worked. I like the current character, character of Starkiller, but it, we, we, and we all love what he can do, but that's not working in this new canon. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing the new characters New planets, ships, weapons incorporated into canon. So yeah, I I, re- I enjoy the look of this trailer. It felt epic, but like Luke, I wish we could have just seen a snippet of gameplay. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I don't think. I mean, one of one of my favorite um, little tidbits from that trailer was that you know they him and that um, alien they're, they're working. I forgot the I don't know what the name of the split that race of alien. Um... And do you know it? Uh, oh, not off the top of my head. Back. I can't Come think on. what it is. I can't think what it is. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know either. But we know the ones, right? You, you, the the alien he's with. They're working in like some sort of shipyard and are actually like taking apart a uh, Clone Wars era uh, starship. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, there's, and I'm sure we're going to get lots of tidbits to to remind us, or Easter eggs, more like to remind us that you know this is in between Revenge of the Sith and a uh, New Hope. So, yeah, let's wait and find out. Let's see if, you know, any familiar faces turn up. You know, we don't know. We don't know. I have a feeling there will, but let's see. It looks great. But, you know, I I don't think that it gave us a ton of information to come away away with, you know. And that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I'm not going to argue that. We were both looking forward to this this panel. So, did with, with what you got and what you saw, were you satisfied? Because we, I've got to say, we were, we were excited oh, yeah. for this. Oh yeah, dude, I'm just satisfied that there's going to be a single player Star Wars game. I'll be, I'll be honest. 
I'll be yeah. honest. I'm, I'm just really happy with that. And I think millions and millions of people around the globe and galaxy feel the, feel the exact same way. So let's see how that turns out. I think, you know, like, like I said, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot more for me to say, to be honest, you know, no. just, just because it, it looks great, but it's, you know, it's not real life. So I'm not, yeah, it's not a real time film. Right. So I'm not as invested in it as, as nine or the Mandalorian. Well, speaking of which, we were also looking forward to something called The Mandalorian. Did you, like, did you like how I tied that in? Just saying. This is this guy's a pro now at linking and seeding things together. The pod, the pod king. That's it. Podcaster points. Hashtag podcaster. We got our first look at the... Well, we didn't, but we have since. Our first look at The Mandalorian. Uh, during the panel, there were images and behind-the-scenes kind of celebration exclusives shown, um, which obviously inevitably within minutes were uploaded onto YouTube and surprisingly Disney haven't taken them down, sorry Lucasfilm, so obviously they're quite happy for the world to see. Um I mm. I enjoyed this panel. Dave Filoni and John Favreau came out along with um Carl Weathers, uh, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, and Dina Carano. And they were all very good. And again, there's only so much they could say. Filoni and Favreau were very good together and I think we said it to, to, uh, via message that had it not been for those two then the panel may wouldn't have been probably all that excellent. But, I mean, I love Carl Weathers, a smooth veteran performer up there. I hope he gets to... I hope Carl Weathers' character, because he's playing someone called Grief Marker, who's a head of a bounty hunter's guild, I'd love to see him like go full-on Rocky Four Apollo Creed and living in America, just really like cool, smooth operator on screen. But, obviously, before he gets killed in Rocky Four. But, um, spoilers for a film that's 20, 30 years old. I'm going to come out now and say <laughs> The Mandalorian... From what I've seen, the behind-the-scenes footage and the seven-minute sneak peek, which somebody saw on YouTube, which I didn't see, but I did see. I've <laughs> got to say, this looks fantastic, and my level of anticipation is borderline Rise of Skywalker for this. Oh, I'm, dude. I loved what I saw. And again, we wanted to see this. Did you come out of this and think, yes, like I did? Yeah, well... uh I came out the panel a little bit disappointed that we didn't see anything, but I mm-hmm. knew, I knew there was footage shown in there. You know, you could tell, in this especially like age. halfway, halfway through the panel, John Favreau's like, uh, yeah, but the live streamers, you're going to just, uh, have a blackout and, uh, <laughs> yeah. see you in three minutes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, right. Okay. I guess I'll go make myself a uh, coffee or a cup of tea for the missus or something. And then it's like, please don't film that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the end. At the end, that was very nonchalant, wasn't it? It was almost <laughs> like they knew people were going <laughs> to yeah. film it. It was like they knew. Um, listen, I think, I'll be honest, I think it looks phenomenal. I, you know, it looks very gritty, looks very, very Western. Yeah. Very Western. You Sounds know, it too. Yeah, and you could tell um, the, the main actor, what's his name? What's his Pedro name? Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Pedro, yeah, yeah, Pedro Pascal. He said, you know, I had to look at uh, Clint Eastwood for, for inspiration on this. He said that on the panel. Yeah, you can tell just from the my favourite line. Of course, you know, for the people who have slash haven't seen it, YouTube it, Mandalorian. There's like a seven-minute video of this. Like it's the first bit of the episode or it's part of an episode. A and snippet then, of like, the first episode, yeah. Yeah, and then like a trailer at the end isn't it? You you get like a montage at the end of different yeah. things that are happening and whatnot. 
um, my favourite line is uh, there's this, he's, he ends up in this like he's they're obviously in Tatooine, right? They're obviously yeah, yeah. in Tatooine, and they they um, he walks into this place. There are Imperials in there and stuff like that. These stormtroopers end up putting their uh, their blasters at him, and uh, they're like, "Oh, there's four. It's four to one, you know." I like those odds. Yes, oh. yes Pedro. <laughs> oh. oh, that's tasty. That's tasty. But listen, I think just straight up, straight up. I know we're covering this now. I'm going to say it right now. We need a whole episode dedicated to the Mandalorian. Like this, a segment on this podcast ain't enough. We're mm. not going to cover everything. There's so, so much I to cover. I think there, there are loads of little Easter eggs in there that are absolutely delicious absolutely yeah. delicious and john favreau says you know for you guys who have been star wars fans for 40 years you know there's a lot in here for you guys there's a lot in here for you guys and that's awesome to see because also there's a lot in there for the newbies and every disney plus have got it in the bag you I'm know it. you can it. tell you you can tell and also just this is going to be really tight, really simple. But at the end, when the when the logo shows, there's this like music, and it sounds amazing. It sounds westerny, but like also almost like Australian Aborigine or something. It's like yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. you know, it's so cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna graciously try to just leave it there. No, I, I agree, because we could go on for a long time. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. We're, because let's try and – I don't think, like, we're going to do this justice. Do you know what I mean? Let's dedicate, like, a proper episode to this. Um, You're on. Because I, I agree. Mandalorian episode's coming up soon. That's gonna win, I'm going to win that segment by saying Pedro Pascal is a boss. So, um, yeah. Well said. Well said, mate. We'll blast through the next one. Um, Luke, what was the last panel we were going to talk about? Yes, yeah, so the last one, very, very anticipated across all of Star Wars fandom, is the Clone Wars sneak peek panel. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, listen, everyone knows out, out of all of the Star Wars fans, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the Clone Wars. As it was coming out, I was in the um, like end of senior school and stuff like that, and I was studying for my exams and stuff like that, and plus I was you know, grumpy teenager. Hmm. So, you know, part of me isn't as connected to these characters as as probably a lot of other people. I'm more of a Rebels fan, right? But nevertheless, it's it's so nice to see so many people excited for this. Highlight for me, Ahsoka and more. That was a great end scene. And Ray Park is mocap in that action, which is even cooler. Yeah, that's so cool. That is so cool. And... It, it looks really good. And I know tons of uh, Clone Wars fans are so excited for this. So excited for this. So how nice is that? And and plus, you know, with this coming out, and, and I'm hoping and I'm assuming all the seasons are going to be on Disney Plus, right? Uh, I think pretty much anything with Star Wars is going to be on Disney yeah, Plus, yeah. It, it's got to be. It's got to be. So you know for a fact I'm going to be watching that from, from the start again. Yeah, I, I, liked, I, I like the Clone Wars a lot. I think I prefer Rebels as well. I might be sacrilege to some to say that, but I read, but I do really enjoy the Clone Wars. I thought the sneak peeks were great, uh, good. The trailer was decent, um, even though the first forty-five minutes was pretty much forty-five seconds, sorry, to a minute was previously seen footage. But we get Aso- Ahsoka and Anakin back together after she's left the Order. Yeah, Maul's back. We had we had a question on the last show, uh, one of the last shows about will Maul slash Ray Park be back? Well, he's mo-capping 
Darth Maul here. So the action's going to guarantee to look boss. Um, yeah, the, uh, the battle scenes look good. It's always good to see the clones back again. And obviously Ahsoka and Rex and their relationship. I love, I do love that. Um, and I've got to, and I've got to say, I'll end on that. With, with this and Jedi Fallen Order, plus other uh, existing material, I'm so glad that the prequel era, era is getting some real love now. Because for yeah. the first few years, it was kind of all OT. Now we're getting a lot of prequel era love. But no, I enjoyed what I saw, saw of the Clone Wars. I'm not as hyped for this as I am for the other material coming out. But what I, I saw, agree. I liked. And give me more. I, I, I love seeing the clones back together one more time. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's great to see the gang all back together and stuff. And all the Clone Wars actors uh, or voice actors at Celebration. Yes. People got nuts for them, man. That's so yeah, nice like to see. They're like a family, so aren't nice they? That, that group of voice actors. Yeah, for sure. And I, what what I can really, really appreciate is for a lot of people, the Clone Wars was like the only Star Wars like left, you know, in in the world. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, really, you know, at, at one point, and and I and I can really, really respect that. And I I appreciate. I probably missed Chip a little bit with that, um, but it, it really is really is cool to see. Really is nice to see. But I think. Yeah, I think I think I think it was it was it was amazing. You know, there were some great other panels too there's so many to cover so many to cover because you know speaking of animation there's there was the resistance season two panel yeah i've not even finished season one i i, I don't even have time to like watch that like <laughs> regularly and they've got season two and they've shown like sneak peeks of that it, it, it looked um, good it, we're now in the last jedi time really frame. Cool. it looked good and if it's anything like Rebels, this this and all and the Clone Wars, to be honest, um, season two is going to be better than season one, right? I, it's, I always it it's, it's always the way. It's always the way. So for for sure, we, we also got Vader or Mortal. Looks pretty cool. Again, you know, I'm we had it. We had there was other ones, yeah, which we didn't get time to mention. But yeah, Vader or Mortal looks great. Rebels remembered. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Rebels Remembered was awesome. Of course, we had the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel there. Um, so good to see Armored Best, a uh, guy who did Jar Jar Binks, yes. get shown some love. Um, I really was, just on a side note, I was really proud of the Star Wars fandom at the celebration, just for how they were with uh, Armored Best and um, Kelly Marie. Uh, Kelly Kelly Marie Tran, it, it really is lovely and very commendable to everyone who is there, you know. And it goes to show, like our mate Anthony said in in um, in his voice note, you know, it really is the majority, you know, sounding out that minority, and that's really nice to hear. Um, and of course, the other big panel, the other big panel, Galaxy's Edge. We're not going to talk a huge amount about that on on here today i think again i think that's probably like another podcast you know i have a friend isaac who's who's well into like the disney and and stuff and he's well into the disney parks he's booked up to go to uh florida uh in september next year and obviously he's going to be going to galaxy's edge of course and he i think i think he was like he said yeah it was a little underwhelming because you know they didn't really tell us much that we didn't already know one of the coolest things that came out of it was like the Coke can thing. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? Like, I was going to mention that. So <laughs> yeah. Everything in Galaxy's Edge is going to be immersive. So there's not going to be Coca-Cola. There's like a Coca-Cola in Urabesh and an unusual bottle and <laughs> yeah. stuff, which is, which is jokes. Um, so yeah, I, other than that, other than that, it was just so nice that that weekend I could come in, you know, from shopping or whatever, put on the YouTube on, on, on me, on my TV and, you know, tune into the celebration live stream. It was amazing. It yeah, was I, so good. I, I miss being able to do that and just 
just checking out what was going on. And the positivity online was ridiculous. Uh, do you know what I mean? It was, it, I could feel it coming out, and I mean that in all sincerity. Everybody was so positive. And we, we put out a quick Instagram post asking for you guys, for some of your favourite moments of celebration, and some of them, uh, Genevieve again, uh, her favourite was the Rise of Skywalker and the Clone Wars panel. Uh, we had underscore Pevy. He said, to me, Little's going to beat that Palpatine laugh and reveal. Although being brutal, I'm equally, maybe a bit more, excited about Galaxy's Edge. So he did think the panel was yeah, disappointing. That's, yeah, that's my friend Isaac, by the way. Shout out. What? <laughs> underscore Pevy. Top so man underscore Pevy. Yeah. You almost went under the radar then. <laughs> who, who I just mentioned, he's the big, he's the one who's booked up to go to Florida and stuff. He, he's the one um, who's well into Disney and the parks and stuff. So yeah, he was well up for the panel. So I, I think, yeah, he's still super excited for that, but somewhat underwhelmed by the actual panel. And, and I can, from what I've heard and what I've seen, I can totally understand that. So yeah, carry on, carry Shout on. Shout out underscore Pevy slash Isaac. And um, we also had um, Captain <laughs> underscore Peanut who then said it was uh, either the Rise of Skywalker or Fallen Order was his uh, favourite moment of celebration. So a lot of love for the Rise of Skywalker uh, and good to see Fallen Order going in there. But we've just mentioned the socials. So let's crack on with session socials. We had a, we, as usual, we talk, we, 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 we want to speak to you guys. We love talking to you guys about Star Wars. We love hearing from you guys and we throw out a few things sometimes just so we can engage with you. So uh, Master Blyden Bly Versio himself. What's up first? So following on uh, from the last show, yeah, we asked on Instagram whether um, you guys were fans of the title. Of course, the title being The Rise of Skywalker. Um, so we got some comments. First one, KitKat495. Oh, KitKat. She said, she said, I, I'm assuming that's a she. Yeah, it is, yep. I think, I, okay, cool. Um, yes, it's something different. And something not yet used in Star Wars. That be true, Kit Kat. True. That be true. It is different. I totally echo that. Um, some uh, absolute mug called Leaf dot it dot out dot Luke said, what a yep. "Yeah, what an absolute muppet. What a derp." <laughs> um, right, Kelly Hoston, our favourite gal. She seems to be one of the number one fans. She's always coming in and showing us love. We absolutely appreciate it, Kelly. You're the MVP. Appreciate it loads. She said, it's awesome. Ray Skywalker, Ray Palpatine. Well, we've already kind of discussed that. I'm thinking neither. I'm still thinking she's a nobody. Kelly Kelly called the Palpatine reveal in the trailer, so I'm, I'm willing to go with whatever she says at the minute. Oh, yeah, no, true. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Okay, M- again, MVP, Kelly, MVP. Um <laughs> Big J, what a name, Lolo and Big J. Um, not really. Oh, well, <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, nice yeah one, no, Lolo, fair enough. That's the beauty of fandom. Everyone, everyone has their opinions. So if if you don't like it, hey, totally, totally fine. Um, so during the Phantom Menace anniversary panel, George Lucas also stated. That in a pre-recorded video, Jar Jar Binks was his favourite Star Wars character. So again, like we asked you guys on Instagram whether you guys were fans of the clumsy Gungan, Jar Jar Binks. Who else? Right, fifty-three percent of you said yes. Forty-seven <laughs> percent said no, but fifty-three percent really. It's, it's funny because Luke was on the side of the, he was on the side of no. Yeah, I no. noticed. 
I was no, on the side of yes. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I've grown it's to absolute... like him now. Not not and I've I... grown to appreciate him now. Oh, come on. He's still there? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's left me. <laughs> that's it. No, uh, I'm, I'm, no that, that's it. Hang up. That's it. See ya. No, I, no, no listen, where he went after the films and how his can, canon existence was, I've grown to appreciate him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's this, is, this is one of our fundamental disagreements already. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we all love uh, Jar Jar. Twitter was asked whether anybody else just wants to throw themselves about in childlike joy when the Rogue One Vader hallway scene begins. Everybody said yes. There was a whole deluge of, of people on there. So, uh, Postcards on the Galaxy's Edge again. KT120 is fantastic, who's a fantastic contributor and she loves the prequels. Uh, it's my Star Wars Life Deck podcast. Uh, a guy called uh, Star Wars Poetry, who's a brilliant Twitter account that responds randomly to messages with a poem. And I'm gonna, it's a very short poem. And for this post, this was a poem he gave me. It was called I'll Take Those. His poem just came out of nowhere. It was Cutting Down Troops with Abandon. I'll take those plans you're handling. Off to your chum, you're all rebel scum, and everyone dies where they're standing. <laughs> so, Star Wars poetry, out of nowhere, dropped that banger. So, um, yeah, and there was a lot of... Everybody responded to that. Everybody responded with and pretty much absolutely. <laughs> Mate, I didn't, know, I didn't know Kendrick Lamar was following us. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I tried not to do it in the rap voice because I didn't want anyone to turn off, but um, in my yeah, head it's whatever. a little rap. So. <laughs> Yeah, we all we all know we all know you got a secret persona, Matt. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't divulge that just yet because you know it's still in the works. You know, oh M hard yeah. over here. So, um, what do we have? We all had some nice messages as well. At Snuffle Walrus on Twitter uh, said, "So good to hear a British perspective on the episode nine trailer and a positive one. Thank you for a great podcast, guys. Thank you for a great message at Snuffle Walrus. Thank you so much for that." Um, at Bloody Orm, at Bloody Ormy, aka My Star Wars Life Debt Podcast, good show by the way, on Twitter, finally listened to At Star Wars Session doing their reaction to the Rise of Skywalker teaser. Great episode, guys, can't wait for the next one. Here it is. Quick thanks to a rural farm boy for yet another top Star Wars podcast recommendation. So, yeah, thank you, what Anthony, for that. What a dude. What a dude. Keep doing it, Anthony. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Tell entire Western Pennsylvania. And we also had a quick thanks to VGW1128, Bryce Bankard, IBTFY Lindsay, Brandy Glows, Panther Coach 79, uh, Raku Haru, and The Devil Inside for their five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for the love support. It helps to show more than you know. So thank you for that, guys. Um, uh, so, uh, and on that, selfishly, give us more love. Send us more, as much love as you can do. But for that, we're going to end with our, our usual finisher which is canon character spotlight where me and luke we are assigned a randomly selected character from the entirety of canon just to shine some light on the lesser known uh, lights out there although we could also end up picking palpatine or luke skywalker so luke who have you got for this show who have i got i've got nuvo vindi nuvo vindi an insane i actually googled this as soon as i saw him and i knew who it was because <laughs> yeah. i was like no way is that a star wars name it is Anyway, an insane um, Faust, 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 um, scientist in the employ of the Confederacy of Independent Systems during the Clone Wars. At the behest of the Separatists, Vindy re-engineered the Blue Shadow Virus, an extinct virus capable of inflicting mass casualties across the galaxy. He worked out of a secret laboratory on planet Naboo 
where he attempted to spread the virus before being stopped and arrested by the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker were further able to find a cure on Lego in order to save those who had been infected in Vindy's laboratory. Is that right or is that a typo? Cure on Lego? I think that's our ego. Oh. No, let's go with Lego. That's yeah, he's better. on Lego, yeah. Right, anyway. <laughs> While in Republic custody, Vindy, along with Locke Durd, were part of Lieutenant Commander Orson Krennic's original plans for a prisoner exchange with the Separatists to secure the release of Galen Erso, Lyra Erso, and the baby, Jin Erso, from imprisonment, from imprisonment on Valt. Valt. Valt! Yeah. Uh, notable appearances, The Clone Wars and Catalyst, a Rogue One novel. Good old new. Every time I said Vindy, I kept thinking of Vin Diesel, and I was having yeah, images he, of him now. <laughs> yeah, he was like the crazy German scientist, wasn't I wasn't, he? Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that arc when I was that episode when I saw it originally. Nah, me neither. Because every crazy scientist has to be German. Exactly, and That's they all have the to. The rule. We all just know like George every, was good at uh, stereotyping voices, shall we say? Yeah, just like every bad guy has to be British. It's the thing. Exactly. If it, uh, us, we're not evil. We're nice guys. Uh, well, yeah. that's what you guys think. Uh, who did I end up with? I had R- uh, Admiral Radus, or just Radus. You remember that? I love that guy. Male Mon Calamari, Admiral who served in the Alliance to restore the Republic up to and during the Galactic Civil War. He commanded his personal MC-75 Star Cruiser, the Profundity, which led to space assault on Imperial naval forces during the Battle of Scarif. His, flash, his flagship was disabled by the Devastator and then boarded by Darth Vader and his forces in an attempt to retrieve the Death Star plans which had been transmitted from Scarif's service by Rogue One. Though Radus perished and his flagship was destroyed, his sacrifice and that of the other rebels allowed the plans to escape and were ultimately used to destroy the Death Star. Many years after Radus's death, the name of the esteemed Admiral was used by the Resistance for their own flagship. So yeah, Darth Vader turned him into Calamari. Uh, notable appearances, Rogue One <laughs> and the Darth Vader, Dark Lord as a Sith comic series. So we had another one where Darth killed someone. Well, we assume he killed him. Darth, Darth, he's, he, he is responsible for killing him. Oh, mate, I love this. I love Canon Spotlight. Yeah. How many people Vader has killed? Yeah, it's those great. Of, those of it's you who wonderful. are new to the show, we do this every at the end of every episode and pretty much every single one has had one where at least one mem- uh, canon character which has been slain by the Vader's lightsaber. <laughs> it's actually a joke. Yeah. It's actually a joke. It's brilliant. Well, I look forward to next week's Death at the Hand of Vader's, but I'm sorry to say, guys, I am very sorry, but that is it for this week. But <laughs> the fun doesn't end there. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Well, good question, Matt. They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. Star Wars Session on Twitter, at Star Wars Session. Um, They can also slide into our DMs on none other than Instagram, at Star Wars Sessions. That's with an S. Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to just drop us a voice note. We love the voice notes. Or a message to our email address, which is sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. Yes, we're also on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, slash iTunes, and everywhere in the galaxy where you can find a podcast. We literally are. If you love the show, 
please do give us a good review on iTunes. That's not us begging. It just helps us show out more than you know. The more listeners we get, the more engagement we get. Uh, bigger we're gonna, bigger, the bigger we're gonna get, and our goal, and that is our goal. So um, yeah, if you do love us, give us a shout. Yeah, and uh, talking about giving us a shout, tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your mates. Tell your cats, tell your local Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. Exactly, tell your landlord, tell your Ewok, uh, because, you know, this is the podcast you're looking for now. This is podcasting. Uh, so that is it from me, and as usual, it's see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Goodbye, old friends.